0: Hey y'all, welcome to the Girlfriend's Guide to Sports Podcast. My name is Claire Coles, and this is your weekly update. It's Monday, November 28th. Let's start with what you missed over the last week, then we'll move on to what to watch this upcoming week in the world of sports. Okay, so I hope everyone had a wonderful Thanksgiving. And I know one of the things I was thankful for was some great football and basketball over the weekend. So we are going to start with basketball this week. So it was Thanksgiving week, which means basketball tournaments are happening all over the country. This is NCAA basketball and the Maui Invitational saw a lot of good ranked versus ranked games. Number 10, Creighton pulled away from number 21, Texas Tech in the second half to win by 11 on Monday at the Maui Invitational. Then the Blue Jays went on to beat number nine, Arkansas, the very next Day That was a lot closer of a game, but still back-to-back wins for the Blue Jays. Number 21, Texas Tech also lost to unranked Ohio State. Then later in Hawaii, number 14, Arizona had a 50-point second half to beat number 17, San Diego State. The Aztecs had a rough week, losing also to number 9, Arkansas the next day as well. And number 14, Arizona was the champion of the Maui Invitational, beating number 10 Creighton in the title in a thriller. On Thanksgiving, the Phil Knight Invitational began in Oregon and number 18, Alabama started the ball rolling with an upset of number 12, Michigan State. And upsets seem to be the norm here because then Iowa State beat number one, UNC on Friday by five. Then 22, Tennessee handed number three, Kansas, their first loss of the season after the Jayhawks only scored 50 points all game. Remember I just said somebody had a 50-point second half? Well, the Jayhawks only scored 50 points the whole game. Number 24, Purdue thwomped number six, Gonzaga, by 18 and then beat Duke by just about as much the very next day. So the upsets continue. Number 20, UConn, beat number 18, Alabama, by 15 but the tie did rally to hand number one UNC their second straight loss in the fourth overtime on Sunday. It was just as crazy in the NCAA football world as it was rivalry week, and that gave us nine losses in the top 25. Georgia had not allowed a touchdown in the first quarter in 15 straight Games That was until their in-state rival Georgia Tech scored the first drive and only took less than five minutes to do it. Don't worry, though. The number one Georgia Dogs won handily. It just was a funny start. College game day this week went to the game, as in the Ohio State versus number three Michigan was this weekend, and this was the first time both teams were 11-0 since 2006. It is only the second time ever. So number two, Ohio State versus number three, Michigan. And it was just crazy. It lived up to expectation. Michigan won for the first time in Columbus since 2000. Michigan actually won 45 to 23 without their best player, Coram, in the game. He actually came in, he got like two carries, and he limped off after he tried to cut and just could not handle it. So they played the majority of their game without their best player. Number four, TCU absolutely humiliated Iowa State, winning 62-14 before heading to the Big 12 championship game this weekend against Kansas State. Number five, LSU frankly looked like they didn't want to be there against Texas A&M. The Aggies also got their best player, A-Chain, back and it showed. They scored over 30 points for the first time since Halloween of last year the Aggies and Jimbo Fisher beat LSU by 15. South Carolina strikes again for the second week in a row, this time beating number eight Clemson by one. That also snaps the Clemson Tigers 40 home game winning streak. The Civil War is number nine, Oregon versus number 21, Oregon State, and it was an awesome game. Oregon was up by 21 points late in the third quarter, but that was not enough against Oregon State's run game. Literally, the Beavers did not throw the ball on their last four possessions and scored on all of them. So the Beavs win by four. Number six, USC and quarterback Caleb Williams made a Heisman statement, beating number 15 Notre Dame by double digits. The end of the NC State versus number 17 UNC game was absolute craziness. UNC scored in the final seconds, got a last-second touchdown, got it called back, then went back and did it again with no time left on the clock. So we went into double overtime before we got a result, before the Tar Heels pulled a 36-yard field goal to lose. For a great ending to regulation, it was a sad ending to overtime. The Tar Heels have lost their last two games after being guaranteed a spot in the ACC championship game. So for just a note for the ACC championship game, both Clemson and UNC come into the game with a loss the week before. Number 20, Ole Miss has now lost three in a row, and this one was to their in-state rival Mississippi State on Thanksgiving. Number 19, Tulane beat number 23, Cincinnati, by a field goal to get a spot in the American championship game. And finally, unranked Kentucky played newly ranked number 25, Louisville. They beat the Cardinals by 13. This was the last regular season week of college football. This will be conference championship week. And then we go into bowl season. So you will finally stop hearing me on TikTok giving all of the top 25 losses of the week. Also, because it was the final week of the regular season, there has been a huge number of coaching, head coaching carousels. I mean, this is just crazy. We had at least like four that came in the last like couple of days. So starting with Nebraska, Nebraska has hired former Panthers head coach, and former Baylor head coach, Matt Rule. He signed an eight year, $74 million contract with the Big Ten school. Auburn has hired Hugh Freeze from Liberty. So if you were listening to your family around Thanksgiving, especially if they are Ole Miss fans, I'm sure they were very scared that Lane Kiffin was going to take that job. But Auburn came out and said Hugh Freeze is their guy. He signed a six-year, $6.5 million annually contract. And Freeze was head coach of Ole Miss actually from 2012 to 2016. In a huge surprise, especially to myself, Wisconsin hired Cincinnati head coach Luke Fickle. Luke Fickle has gone 57-18 and in his last six years at the Ohio School. This was a bit of a surprise just because Fickle has been super picky about where he would leave Cincinnati to go and take a job. Apparently, Wisconsin was enough. I kind of expected it to be Ohio State, Notre Dame, which Notre Dame was last year and he didn't leave for that, so... Kind of surprised he chose Wisconsin, but there it is. Deion Sanders has also said that he has been offered the Colorado job, but he has yet to accept. Stanford's head coach also just quit, and then Tulsa, Western Michigan, Texas State, and UNLV have all fired their head coaches. Moving along to the NFL, because... Really, NFL football is synonymous with Thanksgiving, and we were thankful because Week 12 was a close, fun week to watch. We had nine games that were within a touchdown or less, and two went to overtime, and two others were decided by two-point conversions. We had three games on Thanksgiving, and the biggest win margin on Thanksgiving was actually just eight points, the Cowboys over the Giants. The ending to the Bills-Lions game was absolutely crazy. So the Lions scored a tying field goal with 23 seconds left. And we all thought we were headed to overtime. And then we, especially those of us in the Houston area, had a weather update interrupt the game and they wanted to explain what a tornado was and that we had the possibility of a tornado. No, none ever touched the ground, but we skipped the last seconds of the game. No big deal. We had 21 seconds left or 23 seconds left. We thought it was not a big deal. Except for with 21 seconds left, the Bills scored their game-winning 45-yard field goal and we missed all of it. The Houston weatherman has to be the most hated person on Thanksgiving just because of that fact. The Patriots looked to have their game in control, winning 26-23 to 23 at the beginning of the fourth quarter, but the Vikings, who have eight wins to their name, came back scoring 10 to win by seven. The Dolphins came out in the first half ready to go, scoring 30 points on the Texans, and that was all that they needed. The Browns upset the Buccaneers in overtime, scoring a touchdown to beat Brady's team. The Bengals-Titans game was close, as expected, with both teams having basically the same record. The Bengals took the W by three. The Jets got an offensive spark from new quarterback Mike White to beat the Bears 31 to 10. White went to Western Kentucky and was drafted in 2018 and has already been on three different NFL teams. So he's kind of jumped around a little bit. So nice to see him get a good win. The Chargers scored a touchdown with 12 seconds left to go in the game and could have taken the game to overtime, but decided to go for the two-point conversion at the end of the game. It was successful, so the Chargers slip one by the Cardinals to win by one. Similarly, the Jags scored a a touchdown with 15 seconds left and got their two-point conversion to beat the Ravens the Raiders won on a walk-off 86-yard touchdown in overtime over the Seahawks. Running back Jacobs was the one who ran that touchdown in and hit a single-game franchise record for all-purpose yards with 303. The Saints were shut out by the 49ers. Quarterback Aaron Rodgers left the game with a rib injury in the Eagles-Packers game, Jordan Love stepped in as his replacement almost exactly 15 years after Rodgers did the same thing for Brett Favre, but the Green Bay team still lost 40-33. to Another little piece, and I have to say a nugget of uh, NFL news, is Odell Beckham Jr. was taken off a flight from Miami to LA after he was, quote, in and out of consciousness and then refused to leave the plane. American Airlines operated the flight in question, and OBJ said that he never experienced any type of treatment like this before. The flight was delayed by two hours after returning to the gate due to, quote, passenger failing to follow crew instructions and refusing to fasten their seatbelt, end quote. OBJ claims the incident was completely unnecessary. Can you imagine treating a first-class passenger like that and it being OBJ? (laughs) So, lovely, American Airlines. The final bit of news I will give is obviously over soccer as the World Cup has started. And we are just days away from the end of group play and moving on to the round of 16 this week. Moral of the story if you haven't watched, Team USA has to win tomorrow to move out of the group stage after drawing both Wales and England. Admittedly, the England tie felt more like a win, but the Wales tie hit the team hard because United States scored first in just the 36th minute and dominated the first half. However, Wales fought back and scored the tying goal with eight minutes left before the end of regulation. So I will say it felt like, like I said, it felt like a loss as far as that win, that tie. But then we went on to play England, who was clearly favored and are much better than us usually, and we ended up tying them. And actually, we had more shots on goals, so that one felt more like a win. But moral of the story, because Iran beat Wales, we have to beat Iran to make it on to the next stage. As far as other teams are going, uh, the huge big story of last week was that Saudi Arabia beat Argentina in the biggest upset of the World Cup so far. Before that loss, Argentina had gone 36 games unbeaten in international play, and that was just one record shy of the record set by Italy. Ronaldo has also scored in their game, in Portugal's game, against Ghana. He became the first male player to score in five different World Cups. Brazilian star player Neymar exited their game on Thursday against Serbia with an ankle injury. He will not return until the round of 16. Although, for, luckily for him, he is guaranteed that they will make the round of 16 because as of Monday night, the only teams that are guaranteed to move on are France, Brazil, and Portugal. While there's only two teams knocked out currently as well, and it's Canada and the host, Qatar. Another little bit of news is the U.S. Soccer Federation posted a picture of the Iranian flag without the Muslim emblem in the middle. This was in part to show support for the protests going on in the country right now the players were not involved in that decision they apologized for the decision the soccer federation did and they took the post down but iran is asking that the united states be thrown out of the world cup also maybe because they play tomorrow but that obviously won't happen in the amount of time That's what you missed over the last week, so now let's go over what to watch this upcoming week. We do only have four NBA games on TV. Starting Tuesday, the Warriors at the Mavericks at 6.30 on TNT, and then the Clippers at the Trailblazers at 9. And then on Friday, the Lakers at the Bucks at 6.30 on ESPN, followed by the Bulls at the Warriors at 9. We have a lot of ranked basketball games this week, but only a couple of those are ranked 1st ranked games. So the ranked 1st ranked start on Wednesday with number 25, Ohio State at number 17, Duke. They play at 6.15 on ESPN. Then two hours later at 8.15, we get number 18, UNC. Remember, they were number one last week. They have now fallen to number 18 at number 10, Indiana. They will also play on ESPN. Thursday you can catch number seven Creighton at number two, Texas at 6 pm on ESPN. and then Friday rounds out the week of ranked first ranked games with number six Baylor at number 14 Gonzaga at seven o'clock, followed by number 16 Illinois at 22 Maryland. They play at 8 pm on the Big Ten network. Moving along to college football. Again, it is championship week, so we've got some great games. Conference USA will be decided on Friday at 6.30 on CBS SN. The two teams playing for that is the UNT versus UTSA. UTSA is now newly ranked in the AP poll. That is a rematch from earlier in the season when UNT lost 27 to 31. The Pac-12 championship is also a rematch. Number 12, Utah versus number 4, USC. That will be Friday night at 7 p.m. on Fox. Again, Utah won last time in that matchup by one. The Big 12 championship game is always a rematch. This will be number 13 Kansas State versus number 3 TCU. This will be Saturday morning at 11 a.m. That will play on ABC, and they will play in Dallas. This is also college game day for the week. Last time, TCU got the better of the Kansas State Wildcats by 10. The MAC championship is Toledo versus Ohio at noon. The Sun Belt will be Coastal Carolina versus Troy at 2.30 on ESPN. The SEC Championship will see number eleven LSU against number one Georgia. They will play at three PM on CBS. Georgia is favored by seventeen and a half. The American Athletic Conference is also a rematch: number twenty two UCF versus number eighteen Tulane. They also play at three. They can catch that on ABC. Last time they played that game, UCF got the better of the Green Wave by seven. The Mountain West Championship will be Fresno State against Boise State, also at three on Fox. Then the Big Ten Championship will be Purdue, who took the West against undefeated, newly beating Ohio State number two, Michigan, at 7 p.m. on Fox. Michigan is favored by 16. And then the ACC championship game, like I said, the Clemson Tigers, who have been newly defeated, they are ranked number 10 against number 24, UNC. Both teams would have lost last week. They play at 7 on ABC. Also, the college football playoff announcement will be on Sunday as well so those will decide who are the final four teams in for the college football playoff so you can catch selection Sunday will begin at 11 a.m on ESPN as for NFL Monday Night Football tonight is the Steelers at the Colts that will be at 7 15 on ESPN Thursday Night Football will be the Bills at the Patriots at seven fifteen on Prime Video Sunday, you can see eight games at noon on Fox and CBS. The Fox games are the Packers at the Bears, the Jags at the Lions, the Commanders at the Giants, and the Titans at the Eagles. The CBS games are the Steelers at the Falcons, the Jets at the Vikings, the Broncos at the Ravens, and the Browns at the Texans. At 3.05 on Fox, you can either catch the Seahawks at the Rams or the Dolphins at the 49ers. Then at 3.25 on CBS, you can catch either the Chiefs at the Bengals or the Chargers at the Raiders catch the Colts on a short week at the Cowboys at 7 20 p.m. on NBC Sunday night football then next week's Monday night will be the Saints at the Buccaneers at 7 15 on ESPN. The PGA Tour returns for the Hero World Golf Challenge. That will start on Thursday with round one at 1230 on Golf Channel. Round two, you can catch on Friday at the same time. Then round three, catch it starting at 11 a.m. on Golf Channel on Saturday. And then it moves to NBC at 1:30. Final round will be the same. So starting at 11 a.m., then going to 1:30. As for NHL hockey, we only have Wednesday night games that are on mainstream TV. That'll be the Sabres at the Red Wings at 6 p.m. on TNT and the Oilers at the Blackhawks at 8.30. I will not list all of the World Cup games going on. Just know that as of today, it'll be the last day for those four time slots that I know I went over last week. So there's usually a game at 4 a.m. and 7 a.m. on Fox Sports 1. And then the next two games were at 10 a.m. and 1 p.m. on Fox. They will now be dual games on different channels starting at 9 a.m. starting Tuesday. So I will lay out how Tuesday works, and then that will be pretty much how the whole rest of the week works. So Tuesday's games are the Netherlands versus Qatar at 9 a.m. on Fox. Then Ecuador versus Senegal will also be at 9 a.m., but on Fox Sports 1. So unfortunately for us, we obviously want to catch our game. Iran versus the United States will be at 1 p.m. on Fox, but also the other matchup in our group will be Wales versus England at 1 p.m. on Fox Sports 1. If England loses that game, it gets a little messy. So just if we win, we should go. So just get ready. But Too bad we can't watch those games. They're actually at the same time. So unless you have two TVs, you can't. So like I said, Wednesday, 9 a.m. on Fox, 9 a.m. on Fox Sports Network, and 1 p.m. on Fox Sports Network, and 1 p.m. on Fox. And that's how it works until we get to the round of 16. The round of 16 will begin on Saturday, and it is usually Group A winner versus Group B runner-up. So C winner, D runner-up, all of that. So that's kind of how we go through the groups times will stay the same. First game will start at 9 a.m. on Fox and the second game will be at 1 on Fox. So the round of 16 again starts Saturday and then goes all the way through Tuesday of next week. Hopefully we need to know those dates. That wraps it up for me this week. As I said, I did not read off all of the World Cup games as well as all of the NCAA basketball games. They are on the blog, The Girlfriend's Guide to Sports. If you want more, there's also more sports stories on there as well. So go check out the blog, and I will catch you all next week. Go Team USA!